0: Welcome into the Commandat Podcast Season 5. I am your host, Justin Matthew Gray, and I am, of course, joined by Andrew this fine That's me. evening. That is you. What is the largest structure you have ever attempted to build? Ooh.
1: Like from scratch, like a structure? Pretty much from scratch. Um. I mean, I've helped my dad with a number of projects over the years. Um, it was not my responsibility to build this structure from like bottom up design and like all of that. Um, but obviously being sheds, they were relatively large structures and I've you know it's pretty big. Done my fair share of those. Um I had to rebuild a column outside of my house and that involved tearing down the old rotten destroyed column. Right.
0: Which is fun. building I a like frame
1: waterproofing the frame, and then stuccoing the frame to match. We live in like a, a, a townhouse, you know, strip, so there's lots of buildings. So I then had to match the stucco to the surrounding properties and all of that. That was probably, I don't know, 15 foot tall. Um, I don't know, like two foot by two foot column that's 15 feet tall that attaches to the side of the the porch.
0: That's... um. That's pretty large considering myself or you are a, any type of carpenter or anything like that.
1: That one was built. actually a lot more like, I mean, it was a wooden frame inside, but then is concrete board and waterproofing and stucco and all kinds of different stuff.
0: I've built so the some stuff I, for
1: like churches and things too, giant carts and you you have, know, things to transport yeah. stuff. And I've seen those firsthand.
0: Um the reason I ask, I'm midway through, probably not even that. Twenty five percent through building a large deck. I've never built a deck before. I've never built a small deck before. I've really never built anything in my life before. <laughs> and I don't think a sixteen by twenty-five foot floating deck was probably the place to start.
1: This is could a place of any. I don't think at any. The best place all. to start is the project you have in front of you. So
0: I guess. So, my question is: I, while I think it is important that me being a new hey, and homeowner, hey, at least it's not
1: in your house. So, you're not like making a mess inside true. your house. It's all it's outside.
0: Out, it's outside. It's,
1: it's hot. It's not like you is... ripped up the floor or took out a wall or something in your right. house. It's all outside. That's true.
0: It's true. You know, it's nothing. It's a small project. So, I am, I am a new homeowner. So, I'm, we're like, all right, well, we got to figure things out. We got to YouTube stuff. We got to use our resources around us, which we're doing. However, a deck does require certain structural requirements or it will fail. And I don't know if I'm doing a good job. So my question is, at what point do you just not give up, but like, all right, I've got to call a professional because if I don't, this may not hold 10 people. Are like, you, don't you have to well, know the limitations at some point?
1: Right? I don't know. Yes and no. Um, I think uh, you you know me, and I'm I'm very much so a do it yourselfer and and you are do, it do it yourself, yourself without yes. knowing what you're doing because you'll figure it out yes. along the way. Um, I think more people than not tend to give up before they should. I think they could rough their way through it. Um, it's me you gave me some of the initial numbers uh, that you were quoted for that deck initially you could (laughs) and the cost of materials materials for you to do it yourself so if you do it wrong and you have to scrap everything and do it again
0: based on the numbers you
1: had given me you could probably (laughs) do it four times and still come in cheaper that's true it sounds like fail, somewhere I along could do that that path the amount of what you're going to learn building that deck four times if it takes that many times yeah is going to be far more valuable than paying somebody to come in and do it and it may mean you have to do it four times I, oh. don't get me wrong i don't think you're going to have to do it four no, times no 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 <laughs> um That's and a good i don't point. think it's going to be a complete scrap every time i think you're going to you're going to get 75% of the way through the process and go, oh, crap, I forgot this step. Crap. Now yeah. I have to undo all of this and try again. And you're going to go all the way back, and you're going to redo the thing you missed, and you're going to move forward again with most of the materials you already have. Maybe you have to replace a few things. You can't use things. these screws. You Maybe you need to replace a couple boards that you cut too short or something along those lines. But you're going to learn a lot in the process. I think if you are lost and you cannot find the information you need, either via YouTube or the internet or resources, that's when you could start to reach out for help. Um, But before you go the professional route, I would say try different online resources. Um, Reddit is a great resource where it's a community of people and you could find pages on building a deck and you could post pictures of your deck and you could post what you're doing and you could ask questions and you will get a million responses of what you're doing wrong and how to fix it. So you want me to go online? Some of those people will be stupid and some of those people will not. But for the most part, the community will self-correct the people who are just arrogant. That's true. Yeah, you'll bags. be able to
0: you'll be able to figure it out.
1: And you'll be able to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. You could also go to a place like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or an Ace or or whatever the, the local hardware store is and just ask them some questions and just be like, hey, I'm doing this project. I'm like you do have to swallow pride. Here's where your pride. I'm stuck. It what is, do I do? You do have to kinda, and most yeah. of those guys. They're going to appreciate that you're trying to do this yourself instead of hiring right. a professional, and they're going to give you some advice. I've gotten fantastic advice from the workers at Lowe's and Home Depot. That being said, I know way more than them, and they're all stupid. Sure, um, sure, you do. If you've yeah. tried the internet route and you've tried the Home Depot route, that's when you contact a company and you say, Hey, um, I don't want you to come in and build the deck, but I want you to come over and tell me what I'm doing, and I'm willing to pay for your time to come over give me a few pointers, give me a few things, tell me what I'm doing, or, or maybe you come over and help me for a day and
0: I'll
1: pay you for your time, but I've already got the materials. I've already got everything. I just need your, I just need your expertise to, to help coach me through this. And I think that, but I think that's your last resort. I, I don't think you go to that right off the bat. I
0: think, I think everything you said is right. And we're not, we're, we got to the point where we were like, "This isn't. This isn't going to work. Like, we can't build this deck." And finally, like, push through today, like, solve the big like leveling issue and structural security issue, whatever you want to call it. We got that sorted out. So we moved. Oh, on, you made it, it level?
1: No, you need it to be sloped so the well, water yeah, yeah. rolls up. That's because. <laughs> yeah, no, joking.
0: Well, you do want a slight slope, ever, 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 so slight, but you do want a slight slope. Um. So we got that, but anyway. Um, I think where I throw in the towel is trying to do things that could legitimately kill me. Like I'm not messing around with electrical things. I'm just not doing
1: it. I can no, Google YouTube things all day. Nothing, 120 nothing. Okay.
0: Get small things. But like, I'm, I almost killed myself trying to change a, a washer plug one time because I'm an idiot and those are a little bit more intrusive. Dangerous. Well, this is what I did, and we'll move on right after this. You know how some washer and dryer machines have either a four-prong or a three-prong? Mm-hmm. So I was moving my, I can't remember, I think it was a dryer, and it had a had a four-prong, and, I, and on the dryer was a three-prong. So in my dumb head, I'm thinking I need to change what's in the wall, not what's on my machine. Because you can simply buy another cord, pop it on, and you're done. So I, without turning the power off in the home, unscrewed... There's the problem. The, immediately, I unscrew the cover of the, the giant, you know, uh, what right. you, out outlet. Con- connector. Connector. And then there was another piece, metal piece behind that, and I unscrewed that. And if you've ever gone this far and almost killed yourself, there's just a circular, almost looks like a little, you know, f- three-inch-wide saucer. It's just a plate, just teeming with electricity and I had a screwdriver in my hand and it it is a, it's the definition of let the intrusive thoughts win without a second thought. I went, Hmm, wonder if that's got power. And I just, I just tapped it and boy, did it have power. power. (laughs) I saw a white circle for three days, a pop, Screwdriver went flying. I immediately called my dad. He turned the power off. You idiot! Turn it off to the whole house. Don't do this in the dark. That will be more safe. And I told him what I did, and he was like, "Yeah, no, you changed. You've done everything wrong." So (laughs) he literally started in the wrong spot. (laughs) Yeah, I just so so after that experience, I was like, you know what? I think electricity wise, I think we're just gonna. We'll we'll eat that hey, cost. Hey, could, but you I learned could, a lesson. Sure did. <laughs> Never do that. And a valuable again. one at that. Oh boy, almost paid paid for it. All right. Um. So uh, completely unrelated. Let's get in uh, into the topic at hand, and we are going to talk about a particular television show. We're gonna do a little Ooh. recap, um, and there will be spoiler alerts. This series ended two months ago three months ago uh,
1: as short while ago long this season
0: so we'll be talking about ted lasso so if you haven't watched ted lasso to completion i recommend you press pause now and don't listen to this podcast until you watch it better yet press pause now well don't press pause now because you won't hear my rest of the instructions so don't do that go watch ted lasso then you can come back and listen to this episode now you may press pause anyway if you're still around we'll be talking about Ted Lasso and why well it's great by almost every every review right i, I don't think i've any heard a lot of people dislike it i think it's universally no. loved so we're going to tell it's, you why. it's
1: we're, it's pretty not, high up on all the charts and considering it's a recent show and only 3 seasons long to to make it past some of the different shows in history of tv yes it's yes. pretty impressive, I th- I think, to to be on this, you know, top TV chart. Yeah.
0: And it was um not an HBO or it was Apple TV. So if you want to watch it, it's on Apple TV. Um, so three series. If you don't know about Ted Lasso, it's about a coach, uh, college football coach in the United States who takes a job to go be a Premier League soccer coach or football coach uh, over in London. So that's what it's about. He doesn't know anything about soccer. That's the premise of it. So on to the spoiler alerts. So I think we both agree this is a great show. Um but why why did you like it so much?
1: I think Dare one me of say the, love it. Well, no I, I I do think it's one of the best shows on television. Um and it is a strong recommend um of all things that you could be watching if you have not watched it this is probably worth your time more than any other show on TV um, that you, you might yes. be watching instead of it. Um, Agree. I think for me, one of the initial reasons or the, the gut reaction as to why this is one of the best shows is it's very different than a lot of other TV in that this show is really just a good quality, uh, like, redeeming quality tv show there's it's pretty wholesome but this with is, so this many is,
0: curse words it's strange right
1: there's there's <laughs> one character that has an excessive amount of cursing and if you can get past that yeah the main character um it, it's one of those where kind of the good guy wins out and good qualities wins and the, the nice guy wins. That's that's what I'm yes. looking for here. Yes. The nice guy wins. And a lot of times in TV we tend to focus on you know the- these character types that are bad or qualities that are bad or there's there's so much garbage in the world. And so to have a TV show that's based around a good hearted, you know, kind, nice, loving, mm-hmm. you know, pick your adjective Character and for him to for you to see him succeed, it's kind of one of those love conquers all type stories, yes. And I don't think you see that a lot. And I think that's one of the things that I kind of attached to with it is you have all these other shows that are about like serial killers and oh my gosh, predators, and all these different things. And it's like, let's go polar opposite here, and that's this show. So, the show I was watching before
0: Ted Lasso that everybody fell in love with, um was Yellowstone and everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm, I definitely know I'm in the minority. I did not like it because it was so It caught my interest at first. The first season was like, this is good. And then it got hard to watch because it was like, Gosh, every character is such a piece of garbage. Like, there's nobody that is really good. You know what I mean? Like, there's some of the characters in that show. The good
1: characters are the good guys, but they still do bad things to be good guys. They do it in the interests of the greater picture. Yeah. But but uh, I've I've heard Yellowstone being described as as uh, the what is it the mafia of the West? That's um, what it felt like. So you had a team and to it's, root it's for. It's very much that. So but if
0: yeah, but if you stepped back and looked at the the show Yellowstone like in a vacuum, there's good guys and bad guys. But if you step back, you're like, ah, yeah, you all suck. You're all
1: terrible people. <laughs> they're, you're all burying bodies. They, they're burying bodies and killing people yeah. and doing and it's, not so great things and and whatnot and or in the name of goodness yeah. and and it is maybe you could argue sure. in in the big yeah. picture it's for the betterment of the area the region whatever right. they they, <laughs> they have the right mindset but they're going yeah. about it the wrong way.
0: But I I say that to say this because it it got exhausting in in kind of the way Game of Thrones got a little exhausting um, to where, and Game of Thrones was better about this because you would bounce from story to story. But in Yellowstone, it was like, it was just like evil, 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 bad, bad, bad. And it was like, Holy crap. And then also the story with Yellowstone got a little repetitive, in my opinion, with they're coming for our land. I'll get them daddy. And like, okay, we get it. they are coming for the land. Um, but Ted Lasso, like you said, was so refreshing because it was like, now there's a, a clear, definitive good guy, and he is doing everything for the right reasons with the right thing in heart. And he not only wins, like, because a lot of times throughout a TV show, you have to wait for the, almost the whole series to unravel before you see him get a victory or her get a victory. Right. But with Ted Lasso, it's like almost every episode, you see him get little You see victories, small victories, yeah. Or, or the other characters. There's obviously, there are other characters that are that are good as well. You see them get small victories and it's just like every time I would watch an episode of Ted Lasso for the most part, I would feel pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. it was pretty uplifting. Um, if you've never watched it, it is similar. So it's the same producer that produced scrubs. If you remember the show scrubs, it's a very like quirky comedy. Um, I wouldn't say as dramatic because it's not in hospital, but a similar, similar comedy. So, um, but yeah, I think, You said it, it stood out so much because so many other shows were just so doom and gloom, especially rolling off of Game of Thrones. Like, that's a Game of Thrones is a cultural phenomenon and an incredible show. But talk about bad guys winning on a consistent basis. Like, you really had to wait to the end for the good guy to win. And even when the good guy won, you were like, eh, is that the way? like kind of they kind of botched it like maybe that's another podcast we talk about how they screw that whole deal up but yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there so if you're still listening you you know the Ted Lasso characters you know you know everything we're talking about and you probably agree with what we're talking about so let's Let's dive in a little deeper to some of the actual characters and some quick hitter questions here, um, and we'll just start right off the bat. It may be a little obvious. Who do you think the best character is?
1: I mean, that's in that's your kind of an, That's kind of an easy one. Um, if you think about each individual character, um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the story is Ted Lasso. Sure the the um the catalyst in the show that makes it a redeeming quality show is Ted Lasso his right. character, his demeanor, his attitude, his, his you know, refusal to let things affect him or hurt him. People mm-hmm. throw insults at him and he's just like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. Well, you know, if you'd like to go grab a drink later, you know, like it. Right. it nothing affects him. Nothing gets through to him. You can't get under his skin. And he, his presence literally throughout the course of the show lifts the, yeah. you know, The organization the the moral fortitude of everyone around him. Yes. Yes. Every single character becomes a better person by the end of the show as a direct result of Ted Lasso. So who's Mm -hmm. the best character in the show? It's Ted Lasso. I don't I don't think think you can really argue that one a whole lot. So you could argue you you might like a character more.
0: You touched on something I forgot to mention before we were talking about just in general the show. Also, um we we talk about mental health a good bit on this show this is one of the best shows i've ever seen kind of cover mental health they do it really really well he
1: even struggles with it
0: quite a bit quite a bit um it's done really well especially from a a father and a male standpoint of like things that fathers and males struggle with like keeping things inside they they crush it It's, it's real good moments um, Who do you so think is it, the best character? So obviously Ted is the the initial gut feeling. I think it has to be. It was close between him and Roy Kent.
1: I love. See, I me think from you're getting Roy into Kent. the fate, you, but you're getting into the character right. that you like, not the best you're, you're character. Right.
0: You're right, and I think I think it is. <laughs> it is a show where. It's appropriately named. It's Ted Lasso. The The show moves through him completely. The show goes up and down with him completely. It's obvious it. Yes. Ted Lasso is the best character. That's what's kind of nice about this show is it, it's not too like. There's not a lot of twists, you know, you can kind of see most things coming. Um, right. But, but it's still good. It's not like gimmicky. So yeah, the the best character is Ted Lasso. Um
1: So what about the worst character? I think I think most people know who the worst character is, and I think he's going to potentially fit another one of your categories here. Okay, the the worst character is Nate Shelley. Yes, it's not Rupert, right? And and no, I don't think Rupert's the worst character because th- so one of our other categories here that we're going to touch on is the most hated character. And I think that these are two different right. things. I think the worst character very, and the most hated very. character are two different categories because I think the worst character is a character in the show that his story arc and his writing and his acting and his character. Everything. Everything about doesn't him. necessarily fit. Everything the right way. It's character-wise within the story. I'm you, not off, you, right? But but okay. But that's the hated character. Yeah. attribute that's that's an attribute of a hated character is that he upsets you what yeah. I'm looking at is the worst character is somebody you, you know you have the show and you're gonna have the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows and you're gonna have the characters you like and the characters you dislike based on your emotions and and whatnot yeah what I'm saying the worst character is is the character that doesn't fit that story the right way to help those ebbs and flows and to ease those things and out in and out he's not the hero he's not the antagonist and i think his character is that because i really felt a lot of his story arc changes were too abrupt too fast yeah. he went from being this guy all the way over on the right to this guy all the way over on the left in an instant and it was unnatural it didn't feel it correct was weird. it didn't feel like something that would actually happen if if you've seen the show you, if you haven't you've probably paused and you've moved on right so for everyone else You know, the way he goes from working, you know, under Ted Lasso as like a ball boy to the head coach of a competitive Premier League team and a bigger team at that. Yeah. Number one no one's going to hire him to be a head coach that fast. Yeah. They may hire him to be strategist, a a consultant, a assistant coach, an offensive coordinator, something. something. Nobody's going to make him a head coach right off the bat like that. But his attitude shift as well. I'm not saying that it wouldn't happen over time that somebody could become cocky and arrogant and a complete asshole throughout the course Mm. of his life. But the speed at which he went from being you know, the ball boy on the team to the head coach of another team and a complete arrogant trick yeah. it was, it was too fast. It was, it was unnatural too... and it was too accelerated. They should have drawn it out over a longer course of time and they should have added more catalysts that pushed him to be more and more arrogant so that they could move him along that chain slowly and more naturally. So that's why I think he's the worst character. Not because of the change, but because of how it changed.
0: So I agree if with that makes you. Sense. I agree with you, but for a very different reason and it's a very simple reason. <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> but in a different way. It's good to, hey, look, I have always been a proponent of a movie or a show is only as good as its villain. Got to have a good villain. You've got to have it. I hate him, but only because he annoyed me so he pissed me off he was just a fly in the ointment you wanted him you wanted his character to just go away like he he wasn't bringing anything to but the he's main not the storm. Villain. but he's not a villain, but he's just so damn annoying. I just was like I'm trying to enjoy, I'm trying to enjoy this show and I got Nate Shelley the ball boy over it. like you're not important get out of the way like
1: ah, I just. Can it we just, get back to the other part of this the movie of the show? Yeah, it just, it just I hear bothered
0: that. me. It just bothered me. Um all right, so yeah, that's agreed. Okay. And we'll just keep it negative, positive, negative, positive. What about the <laughs> best, the best moment? I was gonna go with best episode, but it's hard to remember what each episode encompasses. So just best moment, best scene. I if have you two
1: for this. And I okay. think most people it, most people are going to pick one of these two, um, specifically one of I these. Think I think one's going to be in I, everybody's, yeah. One of them is going to be in pretty much everybody's. It's going to be top of the list. I'm, it's probably going to be the one you're saying. And so I'm not going to do that one. Okay. I'll let you give one. that one. Okay. Because I bet you it's the same. And if it's not, I'll tell it at the end. I think I probably um, have a different one, but it's okay. Keep going. The best moment I felt like for me was... Just in the wholesome in the spirit of the wholesomeness of the show, I think the best moment was probably when Rebecca asked for his forgiveness Ooh, and came clean. That was a good at one. the end of season one. Talk about something that everyone on the planet should learn to do better. And and mm-hmm. I mean, we're all humans. We're all pieces of garbage in the end. Um, learning to own up to your own. Pride and your own, you know, faults and and your own the things that you do that are wrong, and to face somebody and say, "Here's what I did. I'm sorry that it it was wrong. I recognize that what I did was wrong, and it was towards you, and I feel bad, and I'm sorry. And even though this started out of something that was bad and wrong and horrible, Mm -hmm. and I you have every right to hate me for the rest of my life." can we move forward because something there's, there's a friendship here. Like that was such a big moment where she it was, she recognized in herself the the crap and then found a way to ask for his forgiveness.
0: That was a, yeah, that's underrated. I don't think a lot of people think of that one, but that was a great uh, scene. I had two. And the obvious one is the, the dark bar room. Oh, yeah. so yep. That is the ultimate good guy going toe to toe with the bad guy and winning and showing him up in front of everybody. Like you get the goosebumps, like, and it was just a dark game. So it wasn't like it was a, you know, it, it that moment was was a fantastic moment moment. was better when they actually beat him on the field. Like it was, it it was just, so it was so like, if you, if you were running a trailer for the movie, that's the scene. If you were like trying to pitch this movie to somebody to watch it, you would show them that scene, and that would probably sell it. But I have that as my number two. Mm, interesting. My favorite moment, and I think this is more personal to me because of the the type of weird fan of shows and TVs I am. I love a good I love a good tearjerker scene. Those are my favorite. So my favorite moment was after. They got the crap kicked out of them. Uh, I think it was uh, against Chelsea, and Jamie Tart's dad comes in, and Jamie Tart going, does, he punches him, I think, and then Roy yep. Kent comes over and gives him a hug. It was Roy like Roy Kent gives him a hug. There wasn't a lot of twists in the show, but I did and not beard kicks the dad out.
1: Beard <laughs> kicks the dad out of beard the stadium. Beard kicked him
0: out, He threw him out the doors. That was one that caught me off guard, and I was like, "Ooh, that was good." Because I think that was. It was almost the end of the season. The episode after that was Beard's episode, where he just goes on this wild trip that I still right. don't really understand. I've watched it twice, and I don't understand
1: the point of that episode at all. But that was my but, favorite. But scene. the moment where, because, you know, the the vast difference between you know um, Jamie, Jamie and Roy. And Roy In the beginning of season one and the amount that they hated each other, you know, it shows to Roy, the development that he's had over the course of it, but then also like the camaraderie of the team of like, yes, this is our brother and he's hurting and we are going to, we're going to help. We're, we're behind him. Yes, it was that, that was, that was my favorite. But yeah, I mean, the
0: dart, the dart scene is, is great too. Okay. Um best character arc which is what you kind of touched on this
1: i feel like this is an obvious one he's here he's there i have i have i have two now see i didn't actually have him as the the, i didn't have him as the best character arc um okay I, gosh, there's there's gotta be it's Beard. two of them Beard here. Beard has the best character. Beard,
0: Beard has, I think, has no the character, least arc character whatsoever in the entire he thing.
1: <laughs> he is a um, straight line. So none at I, they're all. They're really I kind him. of a tie for me. I would struggle to pick one over the other. And the two of them are Trent Krim and Jamie Tart.
0: Ooh, Trent, Trent Krim's Krim. a good one. Obviously, at
1: the very beginning, great. is completely skeptical towards Ted. Yeah. He's, you know, um, kind of a douche when introduced when, oh, when interviewing sure. Ted. Yeah, yeah. Um, completely skeptical, trying to talk very down towards everybody. Oh, and by yeah. the end of the third season, having shadowed Ted for an entire season now. Yeah, and he becomes a diamond Writing dog. a book on him. He becomes one of the diamond dogs by the end of it. Yep. And the story that he writes about Ted at the very end. Yeah. Wow that is that is a character coming full circle um and then the jamie tart he's cocky he's kind of a douche he's he's all about himself he's the best player on the team and so he doesn't have to show up when the other players are there he gets to leave before the other players he's better than everybody everybody revolves around him all you know the very first episode just the golly you hate him in the first episode because he's such oh, he's, a douche he is he's, and then by the in very that moment, end he's more hateable than nate shelley for sure oh pretty well, oh. in that moment for sure
0: oh you can't stand
1: um him. because he's being I- even in that moment he's a jerk to to nate shelley he has a shirt um, on that
0: says he, or a hat on that says icon like if that doesn't
1: <laughs> Tell you enough about somebody. So to go from that, and then by the end of season three, he's no longer the best character of the team and he recognizes Mm -hmm. it. He's now becoming almost the the um two passes. uh, The Roy Kent of the team, where he's now the captain and the leader and kind of the guy people look to to like for for that guidance and that like big brother aspect and whatnot. He's he's the older guy on the team, he's not the best. And he has come full circle himself, massive character change. He's no longer self-entitled and a douche and all these things. He actually starts to become more of a a genuine, heartfelt character. And I think, you know, again, this all shows to yeah. the influence of Ted's presence in every one of their characters, making every one of them a better character over time. So my thought when I when I first
0: was trying to figure this out was Roy Kent but I think you can make an argument the best character arc is Roy and Jamie like they the combination they kind of their relationship of, the fact that how it started and then how it ended with those two riding bikes through Amsterdam <laughs> sightseeing is is quite incredible and then they both get in a fight over Keely at the end they both realize they're they really are yep They're pretty step by step. They're just different styles of Mm -hmm. of character arc, but really similar. So I went Roy Kent, um, but Jamie's a great one too. Um, I loved Roy Kent just because of, I just thought it was purely more entertaining. Um, because he was always pretty likable. Um, and to see a hard ass. He's an
1: entertaining rel- character. Yes.
0: Yes. He was he was pretty hard to love, but he had some he had some
1: moments uh that were that were pretty But even in the beginning he had great. a few soft and lovable moments. It just sure. wasn't towards yeah. certain characters. So it's yeah. like you could tell he was the rough on the outside, but kind of soft on the inside type of character and and i and I think he was somewhat of that throughout the course of the show. He just he was yeah got how slowly, he expressed it changed so yes yeah,
0: that's true, um okay, most lovable, so not your favorite, not the best, but the most lovable character, a character that when they were on the screen, you were just like, "I don't want anything bad to happen to them ever."
1: I mean I have two and the first, it's you know, first is Ted Lasso and I think like that it's it's kinda hard not like it's pretty lovable. It's pretty lovable. It's a lovable character. Again, every time he was like you said, every time he's on the screen, you're you're wanting something good to come because he's yes. just such a likable character and a lovable yes. character. And he's so heartfelt and genuine behind everything he does that every time something happens that's bad to him, you're kind of like, gosh, like what, what? they continually yeah. just have to beat him down. Yeah. And yeah. it's like you you, you love everything because there's nothing to hate about him. No, no, not the a, other not thing. The other guy I had here was Leslie Higgins.
0: Did say he's it, just, yes, Leslie. Yes, absolutely. Leslie Higgins. He's yes. just
1: this like he's just this loyal it's, character just that just follows bear. everybody around and he's got a family at home and he throws a christmas party in his house for all the players to come he's to anybody durable. who doesn't have a place to be like everything yes. about him is is a wholesome thing he's just a side character yes but he's really almost like a miniature ted to a degree v- like he's one similar. of the diamond dogs and and yep. he's always trying to give positive advice and trying to influence people to do the right thing yep it's just people choose to do the wrong thing around him despite his advice
0: i had i had leslie higgins for sure the other one i had um who had a a pretty deep storyline um but was sam sam was a really good dude but he was he just had like you know he had the thing with Rebecca and all that but yeah dude leslie was just the most lovable like because his story didn't get real deep he just he was just so happy, he was just happy to be there. <laughs> like, so you just you didn't want anything that it yeah, it showed his family and his kids, yeah, it's Leslie absolutely. I adored him. I just got an fantastic. honorable
1: mention, but it's the 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 boyfriend of um Rebecca at the very end. Boyfriend. He he gets her oh, out the, of the water the when she Amsterdam. falls in the water. Yeah, the dude from yeah, Amsterdam. Good, yeah. He, only he was, was like, just a good guy. Good. Like just there were so many situations that he could have been a douche or a, a jerk or or had ill intentions or taken advantage <laughs> yeah. of situations. Yeah, that was good. I mean, yeah, literally, was, given the circumstances, he could have been a really bad character, and he was just a great guy. Good. And he's got a little daughter and whatnot, and they get yep. to meet at the end. And he was a yeah. great character. He he we really was. I was kind of almost sad that he was. Only in yeah. what two or three episodes? Like I think
0: two, one and a third. Like he was at the very end of the right. last one. Uh, but I will say about him, we don't know that he didn't kill his ex-wife <laughs> and bury her in the river. We don't know that he had well a worth it for Rebecca. Yeah, we just yeah, but she won, so that's all that matters. Um, most hateable character. Do you want me to go first on this? <sighs> I'll go. you, You've gone first on the other one. So I'll, because uh, I've been playing off you a little bit. So I think it's a toss up between, I think it's a toss up between Rupert and mm-hmm. I don't remember his name, but the, the, the dude from Nigeria who came in and oh. tried to start the Super League, he was awful. He wasn't in a lot of episodes, but he had, absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever but i think it's a rupert conversation because he rupert's the obvious hateable
1: character because throughout the episode everything he did was to drag other people down um cheating on everything he did well obviously his his own actions but even there was a moment where he finds that nate has a girlfriend that is yep. redeeming qualities and actually turning Nate into a better person. Yep. Um, when Nate's at kind of his, one of his douchiest moments, he gets this girlfriend and she's making him a better person and he's happy. Right. And what does he decide to do? Hey, come with me. We're going to get some hookers and I'm going to so get yep. you to cheat on this girl. And I'm going to yep. drag you through the mud. Ugh. He's a pretty hateable character. I know yeah. what you're saying with the 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 guy creating the Super League but I <laughs> yeah. I don't think He wasn't in enough. I, don't, I think. don't think he's the number 2 or number 1 most hateable guy. Who's your, okay. Um who do you got? The, the number 2 slot here and I really think it's kind of a tie for number 1 and he's not in a lot of episodes. In fact, he might even be in less than the guy from Amster- Amsterdam, Jamie's dad. <sighs> Jamie's dad is gotta be one of the most hateable characters in the entire show. He is an absolute piece of trash. And talk about somebody who has zero redeeming qualities. It's Jamie's dad. Jamie's dad is an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah. I forgot about it. He did get like a little
0: like touch of redemption where it showed him in rehab at the end, but I don't count that. He didn't even have speaking lines. Yeah. He sucked. Drunk rooting against his son, talking crap to his son. <sighs> He's a piece yeah. of trash. I mean even Rupert had a moment with Rebecca where he he kind of got back to his roots a little bit, you know, where they had the big meeting about the joining in the Super yep. League at least he like you could see through all the crap that Rupert like there might be a he was a piece of shit with class.
1: There. Jamie's dad was a piece of shit <laughs> without any class.
0: Yeah, that's ooh. Yeah. They he did that might be the correct answer completely. And again, I I appreciated Rupert because he made such a good villain. So it's hard it was hard to hate him completely because he was so necessary and made such a great villain and he was so um Smooth about it, you know, like everything was very subtle. All these little subtle jabs with Rebecca, it wasn't always on the nose. Yeah, Jamie's dad, I don't even remember his name. Ah, screw that guy. Yeah, he sucked. He absolutely sucked. Okay. Um, last one on here and we'll wrap this up. Character you would want to be.
1: So, this one again, so you got to take two the answers. full
0: series into account. Two
1: answers. Character. I w- okay. Oh well, I mean, like character. Character with the qualities that I would want to be, or just the character the I would want life, to be. You, like,
0: you are them. You snap your fingers, I mean, and you are you are them.
1: Oh it's, well, that everything might change into the answer. Account. I don't know. Everything I, I into think, I think the first and most obvious answer is probably the Ted Lasso. You know, phone in default. Response. I would not want to be him. He had a no, hell of he a time. Has, yeah. He had a hell of a time. He has yeah. mental health issues. He's going through a divorce. Yeah. He's losing Dad his son suicide. through yeah. that. His dad's a piece of shit. Tr- like, yes. yeah. So, uh, what? That's where I go through. It's like, well, if okay. you, if, if, yeah, no, if You snap talking, your fingers. You're this character. You're this character. Uh, you well, are this person. So I didn't. I didn't select my characters based on that. I selected okay. them based on just the the general vibe and and moral compass and whatnot okay. of the character, and. My first I, – I think the phoned-in response is Ted Lasso. I, like he yeah, improves sure. everybody around him. He's a genuine, heartfelt guy, and he refuses to let anybody get under his, his skin. It's, it's mm-hmm. literally a half-glass-full type of guy that you could throw an insult at him, and it really doesn't affect him. And those are type of – I mean who wouldn't want to be – those characteristics um, he's got
0: some characteristics
1: i would want but it's it's that's that's the phone in response the other guy that i <laughs> that, that that i almost see a little bit of myself as is the roy kent where it's just sure. if you know me you know that i have a little bit of the roy kent in me it's just yes. i'm i can be rough i'm not always the most likable character um but once you're kind of in the inner circle and you're you like you know
0: uh, you're a diamond dog there you go
1: you're a diamond dog
0: so i Fuck. roy roy was up yeah it's it, the title of the episode should just be oi um <laughs> i think you're right for, but i have different reasons so i thought about also uh beard He's beard just, would be funny the dude's just First of all, he's a Premier League coach. So he, he is rich. There, most of these characters are filthy rich. Um the man's just living is he's doing what he wants for the most part. He's certainly he's got, bad. He's got real no attachments. He he certainly has issues though, probably well, due to the having He has an, having attachment, an attachment,
1: as we learned by the very end. He's willing Pretty to stay uh, in London and finally leave yeah, Ted's side. He yeah. follows Ted around everywhere. Yeah. And then finally yeah. by the end, he's like, hey, I, you know, he, I finally I I can't go with you. I need to stay. I have something real here now.
0: So I think it's Roy because so you snap your fingers and you're Roy. You are now obviously with the persona. You're you're tough. You're rough. Here's the first thing about that. People are for the most part going to leave you alone. I want to be left alone. People for the most part are going to leave Roy Kent alone. Second of all, from the show, it sounds like he's probably like, Premier League Hall of Famer situation. He's pretty high up there. I mean, he's got entire
1: fan bases with chance in his name. Yeah,
0: he's he's up there with the. It feels like a of messy professional broadcaster for a season. Yeah, like he's so he's got all that. He's he's already a legend. He's obviously super rich. People are gonna leave you alone. That's three pretty that's a real good start <laughs> so i think i think roy kent there's a lot of characters you would want to be in this series but i the only one other one i could think of would just be may just just run a bar <laughs> run in a the bar middle of London. And just, i think that wouldn't be so bad right it really wouldn't that that could be that could be pretty solid and you're running a sports bar that's the home of the you know that's where everybody goes for the matches like yeah i could do that you could also say Rebecca and just be insanely filthy rich and have no idea, you know, you couldn't spend your money in three lifetimes. A, that have
1: would have kind of toxic yeah, personality a for a season or two and I don't know about billionaire. Yeah, I don't around? think she was a billionaire. Or was she Probably by what did she sell it for? I she think sold it, it in the was very close end. What a she,
0: billion. Or did she sell it? I, I don't think, remember. She did sell it, it, no? She did, she sold it back to the fans. She sold it back to the fans.
1: Oh, but uh, so didn't she, she maintain like 50% or something like this? Yes. Uh she yeah, she maintained something she in mentioned, it.
0: Mentioned, I think she meant to mentioned that they could that like the team appraised for a billion. So I think Rebecca is a close runner up there because there's look, money Neither can't buy happiness. A lot but, of money. money can't buy happiness, but there's not a lot of problems a billion dollars can't fix. Just saying you you can get really good therapy for a billion dollars. You could <laughs> you could sort that out. Um all right, so last question. Ooh, when we bonus did bonus round. Bonus round, when we did our best father's bracket, Ted Lasso did not exist. Uncle Phil, Philip Banks won that. Is Ted Lasso a
1: better father than Philip Banks? No, it was 2000 won- miles away from Phil Banks. What's or that? Two, two th- he, no, he he lives like two thousand miles away from his son. No, absolutely not. He's he's not a better father than Phil Banks. Okay, I still I, I still think Darth Vader is the better father. But that's, that's it's, n- it's not. It's not. Never. A will million be. galactic um, miles couldn't keep Darth Vader from his children. Well, if you're, but he did leave his children.
0: Just the way Ted did, and that's he, what you he used didn't know he had kids to disqualify. Uh, t- he
1: had the they, force. They he took, had the force. He they, knew. They took he her the away, and said they all died. And he pretended he didn't, like and he didn't they know. had to hide one of them with his uncle or whatever. And one of them, they they he knew. you know he knew. adopted into a being a princess. He's they literally garbage. hid them. He didn't know. And as soon the moment he found out, he sent droids out to the entire galaxy to find his mm. kids, so he could look for them. Mm. One word, genocide. You can't
0: be Father of the Year if genocide that is was on the resume. That was before he was a father. He didn't have kids at that point. Doesn't count. <laughs> okay, uh, murder. Can we put that? All right, we're not doing this episode again. I think Ted. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's Phil so Banks. So easy is to the get be- you to go, no, Darth Vader, easy. baby. Phil Banks is still the best one, but I think Ted Lasso would have made the top four. I think he would have, um,
1: despite being that far away, mm. despite. I think Made. so he doesn't have enough interaction with his son. A phone call every other day doesn't really count. It's not
0: great. It's not great.
1: All right, <laughs> great. We'll leave it up. We'll leave it up to the listeners.
0: Um this has been a much longer than anticipated Ted Lasso review, but fun, certainly. Um let us know what you think about the topics we hit uh and if you've got any other ones that you would have uh mentioned. There's certainly um other characters that people love. Um all right. Well, this has been a Ted Lasso review. We'll do another one eventually. We could do a, uh, maybe a Game of Thrones or, you know, House of the Dragon, something like that. We'll see. Let us know if you want to do one. Um, uh, this has been another episode of the Common Dad podcast. Do not forget to go to all of the socials like, follow, listen, subscribe, send random amounts of money, whatever you want to do. Um, we will certainly accept that cash. Thank you so much for listening to the Common Dad Podcast Season 5. We will see you next time.